our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Hey, Sonia. Hi, Sim. I have to ask you before we get into today's episode, well, I have to like set the scene. Last week, Sonia and I were talking, we were wrapping up our last week's episode and she goes, you know what? Like I just had a bit of an issue with my tax. Like I hate tax. I hate talking about it. Tax is not fun. And I was like, you know what? We should do an episode on this. Like we should do an episode on the tax mistakes that we have made because you've made a mistake. I just made a mistake. And I think given the time that we are in for next year, for the next end of financial year, we we want to start off on the right foot, you know, like 2023 tax year, you know, like didn't really work out. Maybe had a few mistakes, a few hiccups, but we're going to start. This is like new year. This is like January the 1st for us. We have new ways of living, a new view on life, and we're going to be different this time around. Sure. I don't really love talking about tax. And to be honest, you know, who does? But I do like talking about the mistakes that I've made in an effort to other people not making the same mistake that I did. And I sure as heck will not be making the same mistakes. So let's talk about it. And it's like, I'm never talking about this again. It's just going to be recorded for thousands and thousands and thousands of people to listen to. It's fine. It's kind of like the idea of you do it once, you make the mistake, you are honest with the mistake, you record an episode on the mistake, and then you never make the mistake again. Yeah, it's our form of journaling. I'm here for that. Now, before we begin, we want to take a moment to thank our season sponsor for powering this week's episode. Are you ready to take control of your financial future and you don't know where to begin? Meet Perla, the Aussie investing platform that makes it easy for anyone to invest in the stock market and build a sensible, diversified portfolio. With Perla, you can start investing with as little as $5. Perla's unique community-driven experience guides you through the process of selecting your investment goals, creating a portfolio tailored to your needs and tracking your progress over time. One of the things that we love most about Perla is their commitment to financial education. Perla commits to empowering investors through tools like template portfolios with access to easier investing and supportive community connections. Perla also offers great insight and data that help pave the way for equitable investing. 
Their research finds women are investing more of their income than men and more women invest on their platform than men. Perla also walks the walk with open pay transparency to help facilitate open conversations about wage, roles and opportunities within the financial industry. If you're feeling overwhelmed by all the options, Perla's platform is intuitive and easy to use with powerful tools that give you control over your investments. You can track your portfolio's performance, set up automatic investments and even invite friends and family to invest alongside you. Don't wait to start building your financial future. Check out Perla.com today and start investing in your goals. I have to ask you, before we, like, when we were younger, what did you think tax was? (laughs) Sometimes I hate it when you ask me about what I thought about things when I was younger because I feel like it just paints the picture of me being like this just dumb oblivious kid who didn't think about anything about the outside world because the thing with New Zealand is that all of your tax as soon as you start working it's automated so the income that I get in my bank account when work pays me is after tax anyway so I didn't have too many thoughts on it and I never had a problem with the tax that we were paying I know some people were like oh my god we pay so much tax and I was like yeah but Taxes are reflective of the society that you live in. So I was... You said that at seven years old? You think I was paying taxes at seven? <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because like I wanted people to have free education. I wanted people... Like I knew what my values were and I knew I wanted to pay my tax. I never had an issue with the amount of tax that I was paying. I didn't really go deeper into that until now probably where I still maintain I don't really care about the amount of tax that I'm paying. I hope that it reflects the society that we all want to live in, even though there's like some changes we need to make here and there. Yeah. What did you think about it? Did you think about taxes at seven? You're helping your parents file their tax return, really? (laughs) That's what you were doing? (laughs) I just remember being very confused around tax because I remember growing up and like the discourse around tax in my environment was like tax is bad and like, oh my God, we have to pay tax and, you know, like you'd, you'd see, yeah, like you see it on the news, like, oh, like, and another tax comes out. And like, you know, even I guess more recently things like, well, tax on this, tax on bad, this is bad. Like I kind of grew up being told like tax is not good. But then I was like, why do people feel that way? And I mean, my parents were very pro-tax and very like, no, someone like we need it in this environment. I remember once my first conversation about tax was I had come home from my first job I think I'd worked like extra, like a 40 hour week, which was like the most I'd ever worked because it was just a part-time job for a while. And I was so excited to get my paycheck. And then it was not what I expected because the way that the tax system works is if you work for 40 hours, it's going to assume that you work 40 hours every single week. And so you're going to get taxed at the rate of a full-time worker as opposed to a part-time worker. So more tax was taken out. And I remember going to my parents and being so sad. And I was like, I worked so hard and I thought I was going to get like all this extra money. And I only got like a hundred dollars more. Mm. <laughs> and my parents like sat me down and they're like, no, someone like tax is good. And it like helps and kind of like what you said. But my understanding of what it was, was nothing more than it's just something that's taken from you. And I didn't know where it went or what it did or how it helped. I just knew that like, you just have to give it up. And it was just like a fact of life. Like what's that saying? Like nothing's guaranteed in life except for like death and taxes. Like it's, 
so like ominous. It's the kind of thing you see on the back of like someone's pickup truck and you're just like, Jesus Christ, like what else is Yeah. I don't want to get too close to that car. <laughs> yeah. But what's the first mistake that you made that you want to share? So I'm really, I find this episode to be quite timely because I actually had a meeting with my accountant yesterday and I was almost in tears <laughs> because I had missed two tax payments, very large tax payments, and I had thought I had paid them. And what had happened is basically, so the way that it works with like my personal tax is I have to pay obviously tax on my income and then I have to pay business tax. And then we have goods and exchange tax, which in the UK is like the VAT tax, just, you know, 15% on, on the sales of everything. So you've got like three different levels of tax and then they get paid like four times a year. So there's a lot of like payments that I have to be making. And I thought I had paid them all. I got the email. I was like, oh, yep, yeah, da, 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 da. Like I was about to go to a wedding and I see how this is all happening now that I look back on it. Like hindsight is twenty twenty, but I thought I paid all of it and it was a lot of money. Like I think I put down like $70,000. Okay, pay that in tax, easy, it's fine, whatever. There was a $150,000 tax that I had missed and not paid. And then that led to a $16,000 penalty and i wasn't crying because of the sixteen thousand dollars i was just like i'm crying right now this is the first time i've heard of it and you're really i'm tearing up it happened yesterday oh my god (laughs) it happened like at 5 p.m yesterday and today's morning so (laughs) i'm still fresh and i was so upset and my accountant he was like it's okay like it happens like he was trying to like reassure me and i was just upset because i did something wrong i was upset because i like forgot like i failed a test yeah, it's like, does the government know that I want to pay these taxes and I was yeah. completely unaware? Does the government know that my feelings are like, I want to pay this, like I'm not trying to not pay it, I'm not trying to commit tax fraud, like I'm genuinely about to pay it. Like they don't know your thoughts and feelings. They just see you on a piece of paper and the number that you owe, I get it. I would be in, I would be Right? Like, like, does the government know I had good intentions? Yeah, no, they don't. The intentions were there. I was ready. I had my bank account ready to pay. They never do. <laughs> they always assume the worst. Like I'm grouped in with the guys that like don't want to pay their tax. And I'm like, no, please take the money you're grouped in with mike the situation from jersey shore who (laughs) went to prison for tax evasion and his whole reasoning was like the judge just wanted to make an example out of me so no one else evades their taxes (laughs) imagine putting sim in prison for this (laughs) but the thing is like i have an account so we have like two business accounts one is like a day-to-day which has what like $20,000 in it, like to like, you know, pay for the weekly things that come in and out. And then the other account is like the rest of the money of GTI, like lots of money and it's called tax. And it's literally like, this is just, I don't want to spend this money because I might need to pay tax. Like the government needs to know that most of my money is kept in a tax account. I have the money ready. So the first mistake I've made was forgetting to pay my tax and making sure that it had gone through because I remember my accountant saying, hey, Simran, he sent an email. He was like, at one point he was like, maybe my email didn't go through. And I was like, maybe. And I checked and I was like, no, it came through. It's just on like unread. I had three things I had to do. And he was like, basically, you can preemptively pay them by 
setting a date and like setting up a time for your bank account to automatically transfer that money. And I was like, done. Okay, easy. And I'd done it for the first one. And I had thought that I had done it for the second one. And the second one occurred during a time when I was traveling. So I was like, let me just automate it. And I didn't check that had gone through. And basically, long story short, I had forgotten to pay it because my accountant had like realized that something else had happened. And he was like trying to ask for a, he was trying to ask for something. And he was like, you know, and you know, she's also paid her like provisional tax early. And they were like, no, she hasn't. And he was like, oh, and then that's when he realized that it hadn't gone through. So forgetting to pay your tax is something that I don't recommend for anyone. It was one of my first mistakes, but it can happen. You can have good intentions and say you're going to do something, but putting it down in your diary, setting up ways to make sure this happens. I now have a team member, a colleague who is going to be CC'd in all of my accounted related emails so that if I do forget, I've got someone that's holding me accountable. So step one, make sure you don't forget to pay, but step two, get someone that's going to help you. Or if you don't have a person, put it on your Google calendar, send a reminder to yourself, like write down on a piece of paper and have it on your wall. Just do something because life happens fast and you might owe the government $150,000 and not know it. I am so happy and joyful and glad that you went first because <laughs> my mistake that I made is that I didn't put enough money away to pay my taxes. And this is coming from a personal self-employed employee level. You know, she ain't running a business and I thought I was doing the most. I have Again, I have great intentions. I want to pay tax. You know what? Tax me more. That's fine. Just me personally, not the nation. I don't want that to start a debate. But I have a separate bank account, you know, that says tax. And in that account, I put money away every single time I get paid. And I thought I was putting so much money away. I was like, you know what? This is going to be great. There's the taxes that you owe. You're going to get money back, sis. Like, you're not going to have to pay the government, all of this. Tell me why past Sonia didn't consider one, you've moved countries, mate. You have to pay taxes in New Zealand and then you also have to pay taxes in Canada. And two, why didn't I start? I think I was, okay, on the real, real, I was probably avoiding it a little bit because I was like, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to talk about this. I feel like me, my friend who is an accountant, um, she's become my great friend here, but she's not a tax accountant. Like we would talk <laughs> about it and she'd explain it. And like, she would, I just like never wanted to talk about tax. And then the one May deadline for Canada came and I was like, oh, I should probably look at this. And it was like April. And I was like, going through everything, signed up with TurboTax and did the self-employment like TurboTax thing. I paid a lot of money because I wanted to pay, like I wanted to make sure that I was doing my taxes correctly and I had someone with me that checked through everything. The amount that I got for my tax return was not the amount that I was expecting. And so did I have to take some money from from my savings account to pay not only my federal taxes but my Ontario province taxes and then also IRD in New Zealand yeah i did and did i feel great about that no i did not feel great about that did it happen 
Yes. Will I ever do that again? And will I ever be put in that position again? No. So I'm embarrassed. I'm humiliated. But I feel relieved to know that I don't owe 150, 150,000 in tax. So thank you for making me feel better. <laughs> I have to say, I remember when Sonia started with Girls That Invest, one of the like conversations we had, I was like, right, like in this like self-employee like business that we're like doing, like it's really important to like put 30% aside for tax. And Sonia was like, yeah, I'll look into it. And I remember you looking into like some companies that like help with it. And I remember like that conversation falling off the bandwagon and I was like, she'll be like, she'll be fine. She'll I was putting it out. a lot. Then, I was putting more than 30% away. I was putting a lot of money away. I just did not expect, first of all, the New Zealand and Canadian like conversion, like New Zealand dollars to Canadian dollars. I'm losing guaranteed at least 200 bucks every single time. So I just want to paint that picture, first of all. Wait, no, I have to ask. So you were putting 30% putting away more. from every paycheck? Yeah. And then um, really? I was so graciously afforded a bonus, you know, <laughs> in last year. And I was so like... I was so excited for the money and then I realized, oh, I should probably put a little bit more money into my tax account. And I did. I put like more than half in that account. So this is, okay, I'm actually airing a dirty laundry now, but I remember like, it was like, hey, girls that miss bonus, like da, 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 da. And you were like, thanks, this is going to go towards paying my tax. And I was like, Sonia. Yeah, pretty much. Am I grateful to have made as much as I did <laughs> to owe the money that I owe? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's not much more I can say on the subject. I can only apologize to the governments of, well, hey, I don't need to apologize at all. I paid my taxes. I can only apologize to myself. Turns out the Bank of Sonia is open, so <laughs> to myself. I've never heard you so defensive. Tax is like a really, it's a thing for you. Do you know why? It's because I'm actually really embarrassed. Like it's actually such a humiliating hey. thing. Like I, if I could go red, I would be red. <laughs> If I could go red, I would be. If you can just picture Sonia's cheeks a little bit more rosy right now. Hey, there's nothing to be embarrassed about it. It was your first year of being a self-employed person and doing it across two different countries and two different sides of the world. And you want to get your tax right the first time? Thank you. I really think so too. Like I can only do my best. It's so funny because both of us, these our first mistakes, they were not in the sense of like, oh no, we didn't want to pay tax. We were like, oh, we got it wrong. And we yeah. feel ashamed that we didn't get it right the first time we were doing it. I feel especially stupid because it's actually quite easy to get it right. Do you know what I mean? Would you say that to the girls that invest listeners? Would you say that what you're saying to yourself, to everyone else? Like it's actually quite easy. You know what? You're right. You're so right. I'm going to stop. I was just about to go into hateful into <laughs> a little bit of self-hate, but I've stopped myself. Thank you. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. 
think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increase revenue, expanded reach, and enhance customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. We do not self-sabotage here. We only talk about our mistakes and we learn from them. The third mistake that was made between Sonia and I, because we are sharing here, we're holding the load between us both, was that if you are starting to make extra income on top or on the side of your nine to five job, the way you register yourself for tax can actually be quite important. So this does not matter if you live in the States. It does not matter if you live in Australia, in New Zealand, in the UK. There are different structures available. And a lot of people assume that if I start like a candle making business or if I start a podcast that I have to turn it into a company straight away. And the truth is that when you have a company, yes, there are company benefits as in tax is often lower for a company than it is for a sole person or a sole trader as we call them. But some people think that they need to go into a company straight away. And so they would like create an LLC if you probably like hear that on social media or they'll be like, you need to start an S Corp. The truth is it depends on how much you are making to create a company you have to spend money and if you have a company you have to have then an accountant or someone to do your company accounts that are due that the government of wherever you live will need to see and that is more money and more work put into it that you almost break even just being a sole trader and when you do your tax declaring like extra side hustle income that you've earned as a single individual it is so I think like popularized to say that you should start a company for any dollar that you earn. But look, if you make $100 a week extra on the side, you might not actually need a company to manage that. And you can just declare it as like extra income. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a huge mistake that I did not make, but one that I was about to make. What my mistake was is I didn't switch over fast enough. So I was like, okay, I'll do it as a sole trader. But then the time that kind of came around when I started making even more money, I should have switched over to a company and I didn't switch over sooner. And so I was taxed a lot heavier because as an individual, you get taxed much faster. Companies have like a cutoff rate of how much they can be taxed. But these are all learnings that happen Mm -hmm. and that's okay also like with the extra income that you make a lot of governments just check on your government website whatever country you're from have thresholds like if you make less than a certain amount you actually don't have to worry about tax imagine imagine another mistake that I have made, which I think is actually pretty useful to talk about for those who are considering moving countries or for those who have moved countries. A lot of the time, your country that you're from, that you live in, will have a tax treaty with the country that you're moving to. And one of my mistakes is not really understanding the tax treaty between Canada and New Zealand as much as I do now. And I should have started that reading earlier and that led to my previous mistake, you know, but tax treaties exist so you don't get double tax. So it's a very good thing that we've got this agreement and this treaty between, you know, New Zealand and Canada, you know, love you. 
take the love you out, please. I don't know why I said I love you. <laughs> no, keep it. I said I please, love you too. Can we? The tax treaty. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. That's <laughs> what so makes it fun. <laughs> and you know what? I do this often and I'm on a learning journey with my self-sabotage, but I actually put it out of my head and didn't want to look at it because like as soon as you go onto those websites, they're quite intimidating. They're like, I just wanted Mm. someone to explain it point blank period. And thank goodness there are bloggers out there who have done this way before I have. So even if you Google it, there should be a blog post that comes up that outlines what you need to know about the tax treaty between New Zealand and Canada. It's very useful. I'm sure you can do that with wherever you're moving from to wherever you're moving to. So I highly recommend looking into that. Probably... (laughs) well before the deadlines and if you're not looking into it straight away just know when your deadlines are because if you know when your deadlines are you kind of have a date in your mind where you need to figure some stuff out and if you're doing it the week before it's just stressful for no reason the other reason I recommend it is because in Canada the IRCC actually went on strike and that is a huge deal when it comes to like applications in terms of process of taxes, especially if you're a newcomer into the country and in terms of getting like online help and, you know, calling call centers because they're striking, maybe you might be waiting for a while, but had you had done the research beforehand (laughs) and you could have bothered these folk earlier instead of when they're busy fighting for their rights. So yeah, that is One thing that I recommend looking into earlier than I did because it would lead to not putting enough money away for your taxes in a new country. Because the way that it works here is you have your federal tax and then you've got provincial tax and Ontario's tax rate is pretty high compared to some other provinces. So yeah, I'm excited for you to talk about the next thing because I wanted this as a tip. And again, this is why I say sometimes it's easier like when you look back you're like oh my gosh why didn't I just do that or do that earlier there was no real reason for me to not do that so go on ahead you know tell the people I think the fifth mistake that I have made when it comes to tax is miscalculations and this is going to be even more evident depending on different parts of the world that you live in now in countries like New Zealand and Australia tax is actually meant to be a bit more streamlined where you input some numbers and it will tell you how much tax you are owed or how much you owe and you then go and pay it and in other countries especially in North America it's a little bit more self-service it's a little bit more DIY it's a little bit more like IKEA furniture tax (laughs) systems where I remember I was talking to one of our friends and she was like I've heard that in Australia like tax is done on like an envelope or a napkin and I was like I I don't think it is Like, it's not that simple. You don't get like a postcard where you put in your tax. But the idea is that like it is a lot simpler than it is in the States. If you live in a country where you have to do calculations yourself, use a tax software program. It is so unfair for you to sit down with a pen and paper and be trying to do this by yourself with a calculator. Like we are not accountants. We do not live in the seventies. We do not need to wear those big glasses and put on a tie and suit and sit down and little like type, type, type away on our calculators. That is okay. We live in a modern society. 
And we have tax software programs that can automatically calculate everything for you in the same way that it is done in Australia and New Zealand. You still do need to make sure that your initial numbers are correct. Same with this side of the world. And if you need an extra hand, there are tax professionals that can help you prepare your return. But do not let the silly little numbers stop you from filing your tax correctly. It pays to spend a little bit of money to use a software. We don't need to be making miscalculations. I mean, we live in a world where things are getting easier and we need to like treat ourselves. Lean into that. Lean into it. It's okay. Ask for help. My last thing that I wanted to bring up, the number six mistake that we keep seeing being made and that we have made is leaving things to the last minute. And I think out of all of these mistakes, forgetting to pay, not adjusting for the amount, you know, registering companies, not setting time apart to understand the dual treaty, even the miscalculations, they all come down to one thing that I've realized which is we don't like tax, we're scared of tax, and therefore we avoid it until the last minute, and that's when mistakes are made. Imagine if we gave ourselves a six-month leeway. If you're listening to this episode right now, I want you to Google, when is the tax due in my country, and then put a six-month reminder and get started on it now so that you come into tax season and you're like, girl, I was prepared six months ago. I have my files ready. I know what laws have changed. Like, I'm not stressed especially if you um, live in the States, they have the Tax Cut and Job Acts that have recently changed deductibilities for certain expenses like your mortgage, your interest rate, your state and local tax. If you sort that out now, you're going to be less worried when the time comes around. Imagine like hearing something that is so simple, like just get started on it earlier. Why do you think we avoid it though? Because in your head, you think it's more complicated than it is. And it's just the sheer amount of information out there and like people talking about it that can kind of make you feel like you just don't want to talk about it. It's like money, right? But I will say that now that I understand everything and I know what to do, like I'm not sure I'm embarrassed about like the mistakes, but I'm not scared or like terrified to look into it further and I know that I'm going to be so prepared for like next year in fact I'm looking forward to it looking forward to next year to pay my taxes because I'm going to be so onto it I agree I think we just get so scared and for what we put our head in the sands but regardless of how we feel tax season is coming around the government is still like walking towards your door and it's a yearly thing it's a yearly thing we know when it happens at the same time every year it is not unpredictable that we have to pay tax it's actually pretty black and white (laughs) and if you feel overwhelmed try and find a resource that breaks down tax in your country if you want us to do an episode of like tax in like most countries like we can do that but at the end of the day it is not that difficult imagine the fact that governments just are like, hey, we just need a little bit of money, just a little bit of money, just like help us get the money that you owe us. And we will give out as many resources as possible to make it as easy as possible. We just need that money. Like that's all that's happening. It's just you transferring money over. And the confusion is how much money. But for every question you have, there's like 10 answers. There's 10 people that can help you. And worst case scenario, you put in a little bit of extra money and you get a tax professional or an accountant to just walk you through it. Often they offer free like 15 minute consultation calls just to see if like they can even help you or point you in the right direction. But 
we're going to enter our 2024 tax season like no one has ever seen before. Mm. We're going to be onto it. We're going to know what we're doing. We're going to go tax. Oh, yeah, I have a Google calendar for that. I have a filing system. I have an Excel spreadsheet for my tax. Amen to that. I will say that New Zealand has a pretty good because I never thought about it or like I did think about it, but I was never worried that I wasn't going to pay enough like tax and everything is so self-service here. (laughs) People listening in are like, okay, cool. Like I don't live in New Zealand. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm just saying that some parts of the world have it easier because it's automated. And a lot of people that move over to Australia and New Zealand, that's the first thing that they comment on. They're like, wow, I don't really have to be so intense about taxes compared to like North America and Canada. See, I disagree. I think when it comes to like business tax, it's just terrible no matter who you are. (laughs) So I guess at the end of the day, there are so many mistakes that can be made when it comes to tax. We can forget to pay tax. We can not adjust the amount that we should be putting away for tax. If you are employed and make extra income, you might make the mistake of creating a company too early or, or too late. Also setting time apart to understand dual tax treaties if you live between two different places and miscalculating your tax. But at the end of the day, I think these all lead to the one biggest mistake that we make during tax season, which is waiting last minute. So actionable step, write it down in your diary, find out when tax is due and just dedicate like three hours of your day to sort it out so that you don't have anxiety leading up to it. Because at the end of the day, that's all we're after, an easy, stress-free life. Sonia, this has been so fun. I am sorry that you do not like talking about tax and that we just have done so for like almost half an hour. Thank you for sharing your honest experiences with us. You're so welcome. I would talk about my mistakes if it means that our community can learn from them. And that is what we're here for. If you've enjoyed this episode, let us know. Take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, tag girls that invest. We love to see it. We always love responding and hearing how you found it. And it helps spread the message even further. I will see you next week, Sonia. See you next week. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team, bye.